This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 162. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Usually, I'm pretty happy on the podcast, but not today. Why? Because a couple of days ago, I had the worst language exchange of my life. And today, on this episode, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened and what I learned from it. But before we do that, I'd like to make a very important announcement, which is we now have full transcripts for the show, which means that if you would like to read along to everything I say, word for word, you can. And it's all there for you. It's free. It's a a service I've wanted to provide for a long time. Many of you guys have asked for transcripts. So we now have them. I hope you enjoy. Uh, They are only for the new episodes. So unfortunately, we don't have transcripts for previous episodes. But at least all the new episodes will now have transcripts. You can find the transcripts on the website. So go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and then you can click on the podcast tab. And then you're going to find a list of new episodes where you can... um, you can. Click into the episode and you'll find the transcript right there on the show page. You can also go directly. So if I give you a URL, like, for example, this episode is IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 162. And then you'll find the show notes directly there as well. I'm really happy to have this. I hope I hope you are too. I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show as well. italki, of course. If We're talking more. We're talking about language exchanges today. But if you maybe you haven't had that much luck with language exchanges and you would like to have professional language lessons, then you can get a free lesson from italki and you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson for that. Now, what happened? A couple of days ago, I had, I'm here in Hong Kong, right? And one of the things that I've been doing is arranging language exchanges. Usually I don't do language exchanges because they take up too much time. You've got to travel, to meet someone then you've got to spend time speaking in two languages and um it's you know i prefer to take lessons on on italki that's generally what i do but because i'm here in hong kong i wanted to go out and meet people and see the city so i have arranged a few language exchanges the most recent of which was two days ago and it was a complete disaster i mean and i don't say that lightly i've done a lot of language exchanges before in my life. It's one of my favorite ways of learning languages. You get to meet people, you get to speak the language. But this one was, by all accounts, uh, dreadful. So what happened? Well, this is, uh, I met this person through a very good website called conversationexchange.com. And I've used this for years. It's a great place to meet uh, language partners. And so I met this person and, um, you know, we exchanged some messages beforehand. I do what I always advise, which is to get to know the person a bit before you meet um, so that you know that they're the kind of person that's likely to be able to help you. And um, I also explained the way that I like to do language exchanges, which is let's do one hour in English and one hour in the language that I'm learning, which in this case is Cantonese. I explained that beforehand and this person said, yeah, no problem, I understand. So the day arrives and I head into Hong Kong to meet this person in a, in a Starbucks. And um, we meet as, as normal and, you know, say hi and introduce 
ourselves and exchange some pleasantries and all that. And then um, we sit down and get some drinks. And um, and then so I think, you know, she, she asked me, so, you know, how how should we how should we do this? And I said, well, you know, like I explained before, I'd like to I think it would be great if we could spend half the time in English and half the time in Cantonese. And she said, yeah, sure. Which what should we start with? And I'm this was my first mistake. <laughs> I have a golden rule with language exchanges that I always try to start um, speaking the language that I'm learning rather than English. The reason being that usually the other person's English is stronger than my foreign language, right? Which means that if we do like an hour of English first, by the time it comes time for me to speak my foreign language, um, I'm, I'm kind of pretty tired and we've already established a relationship in English. So it can be a little bit tough to switch out of English into the language. So I have this rule where I always say, okay, let's, you know, if we, if the other person doesn't mind, let's start with the language that I'm learning because then we kind of get it out of the way whilst I'm fresh. And uh, usually it's much easier than to, to switch and speak English after that. But I don't know why, because I've got a slightly strange vibe and I made the huge mistake of saying, oh, we can, we were already speaking English. So I said, well, we could just carry on English for now, if you like. Mistake number one. So we did. And uh, this person had a bunch of questions that she wanted to ask. And she um, would kind of tell me about her job and ask, how do I say this? And in this situation, how do I say that? And basically, kind of a bit weird. It was like a long list of things that she wanted to know how to say in English. She could have Googled, to be honest, but I don't know, whatever. I, I, I try not to judge at this stage because, you know, people are nervous and, uh, you know, in this case, I think she probably had some burning questions that she wanted to ask. And so I, you know, I went along and um, I got a bit tired because it was just an onslaught of, of, of questions that I answered. But again, fair enough, whatever whatever she wants to do, the time is hers, right? So an hour passed and um, the questions kept coming and I kind of, I stopped giving such long answers. I was tr trying to, you know, politely suggest that that's it. You know, the, the, the English time is up. Let's switch now. And she kept going and kept going. Um, and I kind of, <laughs> my body language probably started to suggest, okay, that's enough now. And after about an hour and a half, um, she said, okay, so let's speak Cantonese now. And um, <laughs> I was like almost asleep by then. I was so tired from this kind of barrage of English questions. But I kind of picked myself up and said, okay, sure, yeah. We can speak uh, Cantonese now. And so we did, and we started chatting in Cantonese for maybe five five minutes or so. And I knew something was up early on because she spoke like full-on, full-speed local slang and like really like didn't slow down didn't make any concessions to me at all as a learner and um, I was struggling to keep up because she was just speaking so fast and I had to ask her to repeat quite a few times and she didn't kind of take the hint that it might be helpful to slow down slightly you know or maybe like drop less slang in every every other word than she was um but it was, you know, it was okay. I kind of pressed on. It was probably good good practice. And then after like five minutes, she started switching into English. We we started, we were talking about these Japanese lessons that she was taking. And um, and as we were doing that, she started to sort of switch into English. And, um, you know, 
I brought the I I carried on in Cantonese and brought the conversation back to Cantonese, and um, and then and so she switched back to Cantonese and then we kept on talking for a while, but basically she would just start everything just after like thirty seconds or so would start to go back to English, and after kind of me bringing the conversation back to Cantonese as best I could like five or ten times, it just got a little bit silly, you know because. She must have been aware that I was trying to make the point that, hey, this is Cantonese time now, right? We should be speaking Cantonese. And uh, I even said it at some point. I said, look, I think if you don't mind, we've done a lot of English. It'd be great to do some Cantonese now. And she said, okay, yeah, no no problem. Again, two minutes later, back to English. So we kind of carried on this way for I don't know how long. And um, I just gave up. I just thought, what's the point? Like, if I have to, like, the only I think the the only thing I could have done to actually get her to understand that she was doing something that was not really very sporting would have been to basically have a go at her, you know, say, look, to stop and say, hey, this is a language exchange, all right? Like, <laughs> stop speaking English. But I'm not going to do that because it's just someone like, because the problem is as soon as you do that, you've then like, you, you know, you, you can't, you can't recover from that kind of losing your temper in that way to then going back and having a nice congenial conversation and her supporting you in your Cantonese. Like when you, once you cross this threshold, you can't then go back and have a nice friendly conversation. So because I was kind of just so tired from that English onslaught and I tried my best to to keep the conversation in Cantonese and she just wasn't playing playing along, I basically just sat there and <laughs> saw out the rest of the conversation in English, kind of nodding, starting to look at my watch. And then after a certain point, I said, hey, look, I, I've got to go. I've got something else. And she said, okay, great. And she was like, I think really happy, actually, because she not only had she had like a a, a really good English lesson type thing for from me, um, but she, you know, she'd basically just spoken English for the last two and a half hours, and um, was just blissfully unaware of the entire purpose of us being there, despite everything I could have done to tell her or to make the point short of actually standing up and shouting at her. <laughs> you know, so I got up and, and I left, and um, I have to say I was. I felt really depressed after that because I, I just, it was just um, a complete and utter waste of time. And I thought, you know, I've just wasted half my day. I've like <laughs> got to take a train for an hour, spent two and a half hours with this person. And I'm, now I'm just going to go home because I cannot be bothered to do anything else. So I just went home and that's half, you know, half the day gone. Um, And I, th- I felt thoroughly depressed. Now, that's what happened. Now let's talk about the context a little bit, because in th- I know you know you probably you you listen you know, you're listening to me now and you're probably screaming at me. Well, Ollie, you know you should have said something more, or or else maybe you're thinking, Ollie, don't worry, it's just a one-off. Like, chin up, um, don't worry about it. Just you know, stay strong and go move on to the next one. And I, yeah, I know all this stuff. Like, I feel like I wrote the book on <laughs> language exchanges. I've blogged about it. I talked about it on the podcast God knows how many times. And I followed the rule book. You know, I did everything right. I um, 
contacted the, I, you know, I, I had conversations with the person beforehand to make sure they were the right kind of person, explained what I wanted to do, um, all that stuff. And yet it were, it just went so badly wrong. Um, so I don't know if I should, if I, if I should have been so kind of unhappy directly afterwards, probably not, but Hey, you know, sometimes you can't control your emotions, right? You feel up or down and, um, I think for me slightly as well, because I've been in Hong Kong now for two months, there's kind of a sort of sort of lethargy starting to creep in now where I'm kind of starting to feel it's, that it's a bit of an uphill struggle, you know. And, like, you know, from the very beginning, it's I found it extremely hard to get consistent uh, Cantonese practice here. People I, I hang around with, they just all speak fluent, perfect English. They've grown up with English, you know, so it's... And people love to, you know, even when you try to speak Cantonese, they just always love switching back to English and you know f- fine that's cool I don't mind but after two months of this I'm just kind of getting a little bit tired <laughs> I think and so this this particular language exchange experience just uh was the last the straw well, it was a straw that broke the camel's back I think for me a little bit so I wasn't very happy and I posted a message on my face my my Facebook account and I said I said, uh, worst language exchange ever, thoroughly depressed. And like, I woke up the next morning, I had like 200 comments from people saying, well, oh my God, what happened? You know, and, uh, and that's what happened. It probably doesn't sound so bad to you listening to it, but I bet that if you have done language exchanges before, you've been through something similar. Am I right? I'm sure that I'm not the only person to have gone through this. So if you relate to what I've just talked about, well, what, you know, what should we do about it? What should our reaction be? How should we behave when these things happen? Well, I think that if you follow the steps that I've talked about in terms of setting up language exchanges properly, then there's not much you can do, really. Short of being a, a you know, short of getting angry with the person, there's nothing you can do. You have to, you're dealing with human beings, right? If you're looking for people to help with language practice, you win some, you lose some. Some people are going to be your kind of people. They're going to uh, support you. They're going to be great language partners. Other people are simply not going to be a good fit, like as what happened in this case. And I think it's, although in this case, I got a bit upset about it. Not upset, but just generally depressed about it for a day. Um, although that I did have that reaction, I sh- really there's no need to. You just got to move on, and you have to roll the dice. You have to. You know, I remember when I my prime of language exchanges when I was in Japan when I did loads of different ones. I've always said like I'd meet ten people, and like two of two or three people would turn out to be a good fit, and one of them would be amazing. And so then that one person I would just meet over and over again, and that that was. Uh, how I did things. Um, and it, I've kind of, I think now when I look at my time here in Hong Kong with language exchanges in the round, I've actually had some amazing experiences. And on the whole, they've been really positive. Now, as it happened the very next day, which was yesterday, I met a friend of mine from, uh, who's from Hong Kong, but we met in London. She's been in London for 10 years. And um, we met and we went for some, um, some French toast, coffee and French toast, which is a local Hong Kong, Hong Kong delicacy, delicacy, by the way. Uh, and 
she just wanted to chat in Cantonese, actually. I think because she's been in London for 10 years, so she just was happy to chat in Cantonese. So for an entire afternoon, we sat and we spoke Cantonese, and I'd never been happier. I had a wonderful time, um, not only because I got hanging out with my friend, but because we just spoke Cantonese the whole afternoon. So I went from like the from like rock bottom to this huge high from one day to the next. And so really, when you want to look at it like this, that's what language learning is like. You've got the ups and the downs. And I think the reason for whatever success that I've had with languages has been because I'm stubborn enough to just keep going anyway. A lot of people, when they have these bad experiences, they get put off. They uh, think that they're not cut out for it or that they're not... They're not suitable. It's the wrong language. I don't know. Any number of excuses. It's so easy to have this reaction. But really, there's only one way to deal with this, and that's to keep going, to be positive, and to keep your eyes on the final goal, which is something I think I feel like I'm approaching in Cantonese now, which is not fluency. I don't consider myself fluent in Cantonese, but I, I am approaching a point now where my Cantonese is good enough to be a full part of my life that I enjoy and I that, that enriches my life. I can use in social situations. I don't understand everything, make mistakes, but it makes my life better. I'm approaching that point now, finally, and I feel great about it. And that's what I would like you to focus on as well, because it's so important that you do. I hope this has been useful, or at least... Uh, you hope you can find some uh, solidarity, at least, in, in the things that I've spoken about. I'd like to hear your reactions to this. Please go over to the show notes at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 162 and let me know your thoughts. What's the worst language exchange you've ever had? How would you deal with it? Did I do the right thing? And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to start a conversation on this, from at least from the reaction on Facebook. Uh, it has generated a lot of interest. So that's it. I'm going to stop right there. Head over to the show notes right now. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you're thinking. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Take care.